What's going on, everybody? I am your host, David Espinoza, and this is Unload the Bar, episode 30. Now, before we get into the episode, let me say thank you to everybody that has been uh, following the show, subscribing to the show, following our, our socials. Thank you so much and for the love and support. And for the people that don't subscribe and following us, what are you waiting for? Follow us on the socials, Facebook and Instagram, all under the same name, Unload the Bar. Or shoot us an email, unloadthebar at gmail.com. Send us questions, send us feedback. Let us know what you think about the show. And you can listen to us on all the platforms out there for podcasts, iTunes, podcast apps, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. The list goes on and on and on. We're pretty much everywhere. And if we're not, let me know and I'll get right on it. And then you can subscribe to the show, rate it, review it, and share it. If you're on the iTunes or that podcast app, give us that five-star review. It helps the show out tremendously, and it helps the show to be more exposed, and it'll be a lot more easier for people to find the show. And this banger of a song that you're listening to right now is from the artist Denim. Thank you so much for letting me use your music on today's episode. And if you guys want to go ahead and check more of, of this music, I will leave a link in the show notes. so You guys can go ahead and check it out. And you can also check out our socials with links in the show notes as well. Now, let's get on with this episode, episode 30. And I have my girl, Taylor Daddio. She comes on the show when she talks about her fitness journey from what got her to start losing weight, to start into her fitness journey, that that moment in time where she just had enough from starting to 250 pounds to being on stage and competing at 126 and a half pounds it was a tremendous story it was an unbelievable journey she's been through so much uh, going through the digestive problems and being in the hospital uh, multiple times i'm having these setbacks and bouncing back and and and, and having these uh trials and tribulations and, and it was just an enjoyable conversation that i had with her and i hope you guys enjoyed it as well so without further ado here is my girl taylor daddy yo all right you guys i have another banger for you today because i have a good buddy of mine that i've known for quite a while she's here to talk about her fitness journey and i want to welcome my good friend Taylor, <laughs> Daddy O, what is What's going, going on? on? How's everything going? <laughs> it's going good. Just out here doing my shit and grinding and trying to get these goals smashed every day. You know? Absolutely, shit. I mean, um, Taylor, uh, Taylor, you still live here in Vegas, uh, and um, she used to work for the gym that I currently go to. 
always has a great smile on her face, always in a good mood, um, always crushing it in the gym, you know, every single time, never had any kind of excuse to hold her back. Uh, so I'm excited to, to talk to you about uh, your journey that you've been going through for, for quite a while now, right? Yeah, I started uh, January of 2016 is when I started my journey. So three years now, a little bit more than three years. A little bit more than three years. Um, yeah, and I remember us having these conversations about, you know, your goals and what you've been wanting to do. Um, so you said 2016, that's when... Every, like it, it kicked off for you right so what was that one moment when you're like all right i need to get my shit together i need to go ahead and do this enough uh procrastinating and let's just you know let's go for it now i think my one moment like i can remember it pretty clearly it was i was outside with my kids and they were playing and they're like mom come on let's go play let's go play i was like all right you know and i ran for maybe like two minutes and I couldn't do it anymore and I was in pain and I was breathing heavily felt like I was gonna pass out and finally I was like you know what fuck this like I need to get in the best shape of my life that I can not only for myself and my house but for my kids so I can be there for them mm-hmm. and show them what a healthy lifestyle is like so, uh, have you ever tried you know anything else before that moment or like you ever tried being a little bit more active or start going to the gym so I did go to the gym when I was younger. I played sports. Like, I did softball. I did karate. Like, I did sports when I was younger. And I was always a little bit, like, thicker, mm-hmm. but never, like, really obese like I had gotten. And then I think the obesity just kicked off after I had kids. And I was just putting them first and not really focusing on myself because I was taking care of two kids and had the pregnancies back to back. So mm-hmm. it didn't really give me that time to, you know, have the weight loss and focus on myself because I always had two toddlers at hand. And then as time progressed, I just didn't really see how bad I had gotten and how big I had gotten until that day, I think. So, I mean, so you never noticed anything then, right? Is you just going with the flow of the day uh, of being a single mom and just uh, putting all your focus into your kids and you didn't really notice what was going on with you? Yeah, I just... Like, I knew that I was bigger, and I knew that I needed to lose weight, but I never really got it into play about, like, how big I actually had gotten. Uh-huh. And no one ever brought it up to you or anything like that? No, I mean, I never really, like, I didn't go out much with many people. It was really family and close friends, and they just didn't ever say anything. And then, you know, it just spiraled out of control. I mean, being Italian, we ate a lot of pasta growing up, so mm. that was kind of like... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I noticed. That's what I noticed every single time that I go to like an um, Italian restaurant. I notice that the the they don't have like regular portions. They have like family portions, no. so they just yeah, bring you. Like so if you order, yes, yes, yes. So you, anytime, like I'll go and I say, hey, let me get a spaghetti and meatballs, and then they bring you like a tub of spaghetti and meatballs, and you're supposed to share that with everybody else. So yeah, it's oh, it's yeah, not a, no. it's not like a regular portion. It's like yeah, they bring you like a giant bowl of it. Whatever you order, it's they just bring you a giant bowl of it. It's gigantic, and the uh-huh. thing, like with my grandmother, like she's the one who taught me how to cook. And being Italian, like it wasn't just a small portion of pasta. She made it like this was like two of the gigantic boiling pots full of pasta mm. that would last like three or four days. So you would have like three or four days of pasta. Mm. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Oh wow! So, 
so that was just so that was kind of how you just grew up you didn't know any better exactly mm. and i mean unfortunately i transferred that like raising my kids it didn't affect them as much because they've always been really active but uh. i mean once i realized it three years ago i was like all right like i probably do pasta maybe once every six months now once every six months so, now did you just get yeah, tired of it or I, is it just just because you just it's bad for you and you shouldn't be doing this or is it because you've had it so many times and you're kind of addicted to it to where if i know if i have it more frequently i feel like i'm gonna go back to it i think it's a combination of the two like it's so bad for you being a simple carb and it just turns right into sugar and goes like straight to your fat cells and then the other thing is, like, if I eat pasta, like, I'm probably going to overdo it and put myself in a coma for a week. Uh-huh. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And it just feels so heavy and dense now. Like, if I was to eat it, I don't, I don't, honestly don't know if I could even do it. Really? Hmm. So I, I, well, I'm kind of the same way, too, because I'm more of addicted to cookies. So if Oreos. we. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Same exact way. So anytime there's any kind of, any kind of like uh, limited edition Oreos, I'm on it. Or and they come out with new flavors, I'm always on it. And uh, do you remember we used to both bring them? Like yes. if we found limited edition, we would bring them to the yeah. to the gym. <laughs> so I would show these pictures to 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 Taylor. Like hey. Hey, these ta- uh, these uh, these Oreos came out. These Swedish fish <laughs> Oreos came out. You want me oh to bring God, you some? Were so good. I was like, you want me to bring you some? He's like, yeah, bring me some. And I saw like the next day, I will bring like a Ziploc bag with just different kinds of Oreos to her. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it was terrible. Yes, but I mean, when it comes to Oreos, yeah, like I can't just have one. I just can't. So you if can't. so, it's whether it's it's a. Um, I have them here at the house and I get the most, maybe like the serving size. So the serving size is two cookies. So I have just the serving size of it. But after that, I have to stay busy. So to where I don't have time to even think about it or or just, I just I'll be just moving around, just trying to get my mind off of it. Or I just yeah. can't have it inside the house. One yeah, of the no, two. I'm the same way. It's always one of the two. I'm the same way. Like if I'm, if I'm not busy and doing something and I'm at home, the first thing I want to do is be like, all right, let me go look and see what I can eat. Well, maybe I can have something in moderation. And then I'm like, no, I can't do it. And that's Mm -hmm. why I got to keep myself busy or else I'm going to go like right towards the sweets Mm -hmm. or the carbs. Absolutely. And it's, it's super tough because I'm, I'll be the first one to admit I'm, I'm addicted to sugar. I have a, a, uh, a serious problem when it comes to sweets and uh um yeah it's 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 pretty hard to um to keep that kind of stuff in check uh especially uh you know christmas time and uh and uh thanksgiving and halloween mm-hmm. and um you know, Easter's coming. So, and I got kids, so they're going to be playing around and, and, and trying to find Easter eggs and all that shit's just, those Easter eggs are just filled up with chocolates and candy. And then, you know, I'll have my kids, you know, they'll have like a, maybe a piece or two a day. That's it. No, no more. But I'll have yeah. like three or four. You know? <laughs> so, and they're over there opening the drawer and they're like, where the fuck did the candy go? 
I used to tell my kids, like, when they would get their candy from, like, Halloween or Christmas or something, I used to tell them, like, I'd, I'd open it and, like, break off a piece. And they're like, Mom, what are you doing? And I was like, I got to check, make sure it's not poisonous. Mm. You know? Like, I got to taste it make sure it's okay. And they believe <laughs> you, though, too. And that's the cool <laughs> they thing. They did for a while. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, yeah. Once they get a little bit older, they're going to be like, all right, Mom, whatever you say. They're like, it's not poisonous. You're just stealing our candy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the cool thing about having kids, though. It gives us an excuse to, you know, you know, binge a little bit, or you know, have us give us an excuse to go ahead and buy, you know, some of this, uh, some of this uh, trash. Yeah, I know I could probably be like five pounds lighter if I didn't have kids. Yeah, absolutely. But. I wouldn't have this <laughs> shit that I have in my in my drawer right now. I got Oreos. I have uh, graham crackers. I have Ritz crackers. I have like three different kinds of cereal. I have candy in the drawer. Oh my fuck, man! But oh yeah, I, I've got all the shit in my house. But yeah, it's you all have, about self control and discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like, hey, and I've been on my journey for like shit. I've been on my journey for about for around fifteen years, and I'm still struggling with it. So. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be a long road. Well, I'm and I'm probably and and I'm probably gonna yeah for sure. And I'm gonna be dealing with probably dealing with it for the rest of my life. But but I'm I'm in a I'm in a place where I'm able to control it a lot better than what I you know did two five eight years ago. So yeah, it's it's coming along. So we got it's a lifestyle. I don't think it ever gets easier. No, it doesn't get it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get any easier, <laughs> especially the the way the how hard we work in the gym. You know, we bust our ass so much to you know when we get out of the gym, we're we're hungry, and mm-hmm. uh, we we'll just start you know scarfing down the first thing that we see. Yep. So uh, we got off a little off track here. <laughs> <laughs> So, so your journey started in uh, 2016. Uh, how much did you weigh at that time? I weighed 250 pounds. 250 pounds. That was your heaviest ever. That that was well. I don't know if it was ever. I think I was probably maybe 10 or 20 pounds heavier, like at my heaviest. Mm-hmm. But the day that I started at the gym and did my first weigh in with my trainer that I had, I was 250 pounds. 250 pounds. Did that shock you right there or you weren't surprised or? Oh yeah. It was a shock. Um, I think like when you see yourself so much every single day, you don't realize like, you know, when you're getting bigger and how big you actually are. Mm. And it was really an eye opener when I did my first weigh in and measurements and, you know, had those photos taken for progress photos for that first day. It was, and I saw myself and I was like, fuck, like how did I let myself get this big? Like, how did this even happen? Yeah. Just life is just going by so fast that you don't even notice what's going around with you. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. And then finally, it was just like an eye opener. Like, all right, I really need, like, I got to kick my ass in the gear and take care of myself. Uh-huh. Like, this is, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, at 250, you started in your, on your fitness journey. Um, mm-hmm. did you went just went out and, and hired a, a trainer or did you just signed up for a gym? Did you go and, you know, ordered the, the, uh, those DVDs from those infomercials, whether it was, uh, <laughs> a P90X or insanity or, you know, whatever. Um, so 
that day I um I had went into the gym with my best friend and she's like, all right, we're going to get signed up. We're going to do this. And I was completely hesitant. Like I was that person. I hadn't been in a gym, like a physical gym since I was like 13. Mm. And I was, let's see, I was 27. So I hadn't been in the gym in 13, 14 years. And so I was nervous. I was afraid. Like I didn't know what half these machines did. And I just felt like I was like the fat girl that everyone was going to look at and make fun of because she didn't know what she was doing. Uh-huh. So walked around, got the sales spiel from the staff. And then I did, I ended up hiring a trainer for training sessions just to get me started, get a feel for the machines, like learn some things that I can be doing, you know, to progress myself slowly. And, um, I'll tell you, my trainer had put me through my first workout. It was like a health and fitness consultation and it was 30 minutes. David, I couldn't even get like through 30 minutes. I was freaking gassed for air. I was seeing black spots. Like oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so w- what did he I, have you doing? It was, it was simple stuff now where I could do in like five minutes, of course, but it was, it was body weight squats. It was some stuff on, um, like just really lightweight, like shoulder presses, like step ups. It was just really simple things to get the heart rate going, mm. but it was so difficult for me because I had so much weight on me that my body just couldn't handle and my heart couldn't handle it. Mm. So like 15 minutes in, I told him, I was like, I was like, I don't feel so good. Like I was getting dizzy, seeing black spots, like everything was everywhere. And he's like, all right. He's like, so this is obviously an eye opener. And I was like, obviously. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, so just went from there. It so was, so yeah, it was, w- w- was it was it um, kind of like a circuit or just regular uh, taking your time, using your own uh, tempo with the exercises, or it would just circuit from one to the uh, to the other to the other to the other? It was a circuit. So okay. I mean, we were trying to get my heart rate going, see what I was capable of. Uh-huh. But like at that time, it was just too much. It was wow. So what did that tell you right there? I mean, it was an eye-opening experience, but I mean, like, what were you thinking? What was going through your head at that time when you were seeing all those black dots and couldn't catch a uh, couldn't catch your breath? I was thinking, I'm a fucking die, and I hope someone knows CPR. (laughs) 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 It was, you know, honestly, it was going through my head like just. I like, I got to do this. And I was trying to push through and just trying to do it to like prove to myself, like, all right, you can do this. But then it was that embarrassing moment of me having to like sit down and, you know, him having to go get some water or some Gatorade. I can't remember what it was, but it was that embarrassing moment, but trying to push myself because I knew that I had to get through it. Mm. Um, so did you go back the next day? I did. You did. Good for you. <laughs> a lot of people say that that kind of experience will just, you know, scare people off and they'll just think like, hey, this shit is not for me. I'm going to just be with this way, you know, for the rest of my life. It is what it is. And people think that it's like a genetic thing that, you know, that I guess they're like they're allergic to exercises or they're just not physically able to do it. Yeah. No, I went back that next day. I went for it was five days straight and then had my first rest day. And I remember it because it was after that first week of me feeling like I was physically dying. Like every part of me was sore. And like, I felt like lifting a finger to point at someone would like break me. 
It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh-huh. I felt like that. And I remember it because after that first week, my best friend, she told me, she goes, I know you're sore and I know you're hating life right now. She's like, but I'm so proud of you for doing this full week straight and actually going. And she goes, it'll only get easier from here. And that like that motivation pushed me even further. Mm. So at that time, did you, you didn't have that self-motivation? It was it other people trying to, you know, push you and, and, and try to fuel you to, 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 to get to where you wanted to be, or it was just to you that self-motivation just wasn't there. For me, it just wasn't there at first. It was still that feeling of, all right, like I'm doing these exercises, but you know, it's kind of like that instant gratification for people who haven't worked out and don't know, you know, that fitness takes time. It's like, all right, I'm not seeing results. I still can't do more than body weight squats. Like, am I ever going to be able to do this? And it was kind of that self doubt that was taking over at that time. Mm. So you thought you were just going to lose this dramatic uh, uh, amount of weight in that first week. And then you're over here wondering why come it's not happening. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I should be able to lose like three, four pounds in this first week because I'm completely active. Like I'm eating healthy, uh-huh. doing all this. And then nothing happened that first week. And I'm like, well, what am I doing it for? And then that's, you know, what happens with most people, they fall off because they're not seeing results as dramatically as they want. Uh-huh. And it's fast. But it was just that motivation from friends and family and my trainer that I had and just people at the gym. I mean, you meet fantastic people that sit there and motivate you every single day. So you didn't lose any kind of weight that first week? Nope. Not a single pound. Wow. Okay. So, uh, and uh, did you change anything in that diet that first week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was... (laughs) I was hating my life. I didn't have any sweets. I didn't have any carbs. Well, I had like, I had sweet potatoes, rice, those kind of things. But like, Uh, it was all my pasta had been cut out, all my bread, any, any source of like an unhealthy meal was cut out completely. So I had replaced mm -hmm. meals with protein shakes. So, so that's all you were having, just protein shakes? Well, I was having, I was doing about two protein shakes a day and I had uh-huh. changed from like going and eating maybe, you know, one to three meals a day to increasing to six meals a day. Uh-huh. So what were your meals so, looking like at that time? So like for, for breakfast, I was doing, what was I doing for breakfast? I think for breakfast, I was doing maybe two eggs and a couple egg whites and I was doing some oatmeal and some fresh fruit mm-hmm. at that time and then i would do a protein shake and then i would have a meal and the meal would be like ground turkey or chicken um just a really lean protein mm-hmm. and then i would have maybe some potatoes or some rice with some fresh veggies just always including the fresh veggies uh-huh. and then another protein shake and then another meal with lean meat uh-huh. and then usually i didn't have any carbs after like three or four so, so how was it that, uh, just, cause it sounds like you just basically went cold Turkey from all the stuff that you were accustomed to eating. How was it like for you in that, for that first week, just cutting everything out? You know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Cause I literally threw everything out of my house. 
shit. Huh. <laughs> my kids were a little upset that I threw away all their goodies. Oh, you did. <laughs> you threw away their stuff I too. I threw away <laughs> everything, David. Like they're like, well, those are for our lunches. And I said, well, you're getting fresh carrots for lunch now. Like, <laughs> oh, mom. <laughs> they were mad, but it wasn't as hard. And I think it's because I didn't have it around me. Okay. So you just didn't have it around you. You threw everything away, and just you were able to do it for that first week. So it wasn't that much of a problem. So it sounds like you did it the right way when it comes to you eating your your uh, your your diet for that first week because when I started to lose weight um for the longest time I would drink three protein shakes a day um my first meal would just be uh some kind of lean chicken so like maybe like a chicken breast and some lettuce and the second meal for the day would be tuna and lettuce, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and no any kind of carbs, no vegetables, no fruit, none of that shit. Just three protein shakes, chicken, and tuna, and that was it. Damn. Yeah. I'd be starving. Yeah, I was starving. <laughs> I fucked up bad. I fucked up really bad. But I did that for like the longest, but you see such a dramatic change very quickly to where, like, well, fuck, I mean, this is working, so why, you know, change it up, you know, and just keep doing what you're doing the same way, and and uh, you'll get there. And then not knowing that, fuck, I was fucking myself up, you know, towards the end. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was, uh, it was crazy to see. But uh, so you went through that first week, and uh, you came back, um did the workout start to change up a little bit or did you, um, how did the process go when it come when it came to the workouts? The workouts, he would increase like the exercises or the weights that we were doing and slowly but surely I built up that stamina and that endurance that I was able to do them and not be winded, not have to take like as long of a rest break in between circuits if we were doing that or in between sets. Um, you know, and then I wouldn't have to do any modifications, like, or less modifications. So, like, instead of doing a push-up, like, standing up and leaning up against the bar, uh-huh. I could actually, like, get on the floor and do a little less modified push-up where I was on my knees. And then, you know, slowly but surely, we'd work into, you know, not being on the knees and just doing a standard push-up. Mm-hmm. Um, same with, like, pull-ups. If, you know, we started, like, assisted, and it was really, really assisted, then we would just go down and wait and modify it less and less. Mm. So just those small little wins did a lot for you then, huh? Oh, yeah. When did you start to see those changes in your body? Um, when did it like, actually hit you? Because like you said, I mean, you, you are raising kids. Um, you have your own, you know, thing going on. Life is moving. You didn't really notice when you were gaining all the weight. When did you starting to notice that you started to lose the weight? Um, I would say it was about two months in that I actually started feeling a difference uh-huh. and um, like noticing a difference, like fitting in my clothes. Like I couldn't physically see the difference, like looking at myself in the mirror, but yeah. I could notice it the way my clothes would fit. And when I would work out, I wouldn't be as winded doing cardio. Um, but I mean, it took time for my body to adjust. And then after that couple of months we did a weigh-in and check-in and everything and 
I had lost, I think it was in the two months I had lost 24 pounds or 25 pounds somewhere around there. Mm. But it was just difficult for me to see it because I see myself every day and I see yeah. myself in the mirror and how I look. Mm-hmm. But the way my clothes were fitting was different and I was having to buy new clothes that were smaller and moving from there. But I mean, it took time and that's just what people got to know is, you know, it's not going to be instant gratification with fitness. Yeah. And especially the, the closer you get to your goal, the longer it's going to take. In that, in that, in those two months, were there any times where you just like, fuck it, I'm going to just go ahead and binge on this or where was it, you know, any time that you just wanted to quit and just not do this anymore? Oh, I had a couple times where I had a cheat meal that I wasn't supposed to eat. Oh, you weren't and supposed then- to eat. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they didn't program any kind of cheat meals for you. you. Just it had to be straight clean the whole entire process. He had he had programmed um it was like one cheat meal, I think it was every two or three weeks. Okay. So I was allowed to have like one cheat meal, but he would let me know like what I could eat for my cheat meal. Mm-hmm. So like most of the time it was like a burger or some fries or like just working in kind of a healthier option cheat meal. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't have like pizza or pasta or mm-hmm. anything super heavy. But there was a time I remember like I felt really down and I was like I was out with my kids. And we went out to eat, and I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm not seeing anything. I'm just going to go. And we went and got pizza. And then afterwards, we went and got ice cream. And I, like, loaded the ice cream with every single topping that you could put on top of it. <laughs> Probably the best and, ice cream you ever had, huh? Oh, it was so amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, I went back to the gym the next day, and I had a session with him that next day. Uh-huh. And... I just, I wasn't myself. Like I was really mad at myself for doing it. And he looked at me and he goes, what's up with you? And I was like, I fucked up. Mm. And he's like, what do you, what do you mean you fucked up? And I was like, I ate something I shouldn't have eaten last night. And I told him and he's like, all right, well, you're going to pay for it. Like, he's, like, <laughs> oh, you got 30 minutes. he's like, you got 30 minutes extra cardio today. And I was like, ah, you gotta wow. be shitting me. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> so was those 30, so was that ice cream and pizza worth it for those 30 minutes? Hell no, it wasn't. No? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it was like the worst 30 minutes of cardio of my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you had your little bumps and, you know, your, um, yeah, you just bumps in the road in between that. So, I mean, it's going to happen, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it those kind of. Yeah, and for sure. I, I mean, I still go with it, you know, I still go through through this. You know, all the time, but it's just, you know, how we deal with it, with the situation and how we uh, react and what we're going to do about it, you know. But what I have a problem with is when when people punish themselves doing it, Yeah. you know, you know, you fucked up. You had, you know, you had Ben and Jerry's and you ate the whole thing, you know, or, you know, you had, you know, a whole box of pizza. Okay, big deal. You fucked up. You know, you're a human being, but I mean, what I don't like is when people punish themselves and they don't, they swear off of it for, you know, for this amount of time and they do two hours of cardio and it's just, it's not the the best thing for, for uh, an individual to do, not just uh, physically, but mentally and emotionally, you know? Oh yeah. No, I like, 
so fast forward, well, fast forwarding a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was like a couple months later. I, I had like a health issue that I had to take care of. And so that health issue had sent me back and I was in the hospital and having all the IVs and everything, it had like put my weight back up and checked in and he told me, he's like, well, why did you wait up? And I told him, and I did that. Like I went and binged and it was like a three course binge at a buffet. It was terrible. Mm. And, and then I did the same thing and I, you know, I punished myself for it. And I went and I told him and he goes, why are you doing all this? He goes, all you're doing is burning the muscle that we're trying to build. He goes, I understand you think, okay, I just ate all of this. Now I just got to go work all of it off. He goes, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. He goes, you doing that two hours of cardio isn't going to work off everything that you just ate. He goes, it's just going to put your body into more stress. Mm -hmm. And that's all it did. It put me into more stress because I was like, all right, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. When in reality, yeah, I fucked up, take ownership of it, learn from it, and just had that self-discipline not to do it again. Mm. So at that time, when you had your little health scare, uh, how much weight did you lose uh, before that happened? Before the health scare, I had lost, I was down, let's see, I think this was like five months into my fitness journey. I was down 40 no, 55 pounds. 55 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you had your health scare and you gained all of it back? No, I gained, it was about, it was about six pounds from the hospital. But it was like, that six pounds is like a huge difference to me on that scale. But it was really, it wasn't because I was doing anything wrong. It was just because of all the fluids and the antibiotics and yeah you know, the water retention. But at the time I didn't know that. And so mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I just messed up completely and I'm not going to hit the, this number for my way in. And I think a lot of people, like if they do work with a trainer or they're just like really focusing on the scale, it, I mean, that's a huge problem. And now I know that not to focus on the scale, but other people don't. And they look at it and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm three pounds heavier than I was yesterday. When in all reality, your measurements could be completely opposite and you could be losing but the scale just fluctuates so much that you never really know yeah and that's what people need to realize and then you know as you know i'm it's hard to communicate with that with people uh that it the number on the scale you know doesn't it's not an end all and be all it's not something that it's it's just something that we can go off of it's the the, exactly the, the so the the scale is it's just it's counting your whole entire body mass. It's not just, you know, fat. It's not just, you know, you're 250 pounds full of fat. You know, it's it's exactly. counting the muscle mass that you have, the bone density that you have, uh, the fluids, and everything. All the, uh, And all these things can fluctuate throughout the day, throughout the week. So it's not something that you should really focus on so much. And like you said, um, uh you having a, a a stressful life can you know hold on to water weight and 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 uh, an extra few pounds of body weight or you know you not having enough sleep that that night yeah or the, whatever you ate the the day before if it was a heavy sodium based uh, meal I mean you're gonna have a little bit of water retention so and people are shocked when they step on the scale the next day and they added like three or four pounds. You know, and they mm-hmm. think it's all just pure fat, and then they 
fuck themselves up mentally to where you know they swear off of this and then they're gonna do three or four hours of cardio and just you know a bunch of shit so it's 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 tough to uh um to just look at that number and you know not think that it's uh that it's not fat so uh yeah it's a struggle but uh but like you like you said you know pay attention to how your clothes feel uh see how you look in the mirror um paying attention and focusing on uh the progress that you've made in the gym like hey i was able to do five push-ups now i'm able to do 15 uh i was able to bench press you know 50 pounds i'm able to do 100 you know just I always try to tell people just to focus on those things rather than the number on the scale. Yep. It took me a long time to realize that. And I think just being so heavy, like, and growing up, you know, back in when we were younger, it was like, you had to be this weight and you had to be, you know, skinny. And it wasn't, you know, as acceptable for, to be larger. And so Mm -hmm. you were always, always focusing on the scale. And now I mean, I probably step on the scale maybe once every two to three weeks, mm-hmm. but I focus on how I'm feeling and how I'm looking and, you know, how much I'm doing in the gym. And Hey, if I'm feeling a little bit winded during this hit training, maybe I should step up my endurance a little bit. Like yeah. those are things that I'm focusing on, not the scale as much anymore. I mean, it's just, it's just a number. Exactly. I could be, I could be the weight that I am now with all of the muscle or mm-hmm. I could be the way that I am now with all the fat. It just depends on the person. Yeah. And and that's what people tell me too. Like they look at me, it's like, oh, how much do you weigh? You weigh this, this, and this? And I'm like, uh, no. I mean, <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and I always tell them that. And I'm like, hey, I don't care how much I weigh. Honestly, I can be weighing 160. I can be weighing at 200. If I am comfortable and I feel good, um, then I don't really give a shit on how much I weigh. Exactly. So, I mean, it's a struggle to, to, to get that through, through our thick skulls, but, uh, we're getting there though. Um, so you had that health scare, uh, you put a couple of pounds on, it's time to, to, to get back to work. So you continue with the journey, right? So did you change anything after that? Did you knuckle down on on the diet? Uh, what'd you do after that? I did. I got really serious on the diet again. Um, I had a cheat meal maybe once a month and I was really strict with it. I was, you know, going to the gym every single day. I think I had, I was doing two rest days a week. Um, and then during the rest days I was just doing, you know, maybe going out with the kids and going to the park, doing something active still, but Mm -hmm. not putting my body through as much cardio or weightlifting during those off days. So yeah, it's just um, like a uh, like a recovery rest day. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So I was doing that, buckled down on the meals, was losing weight consistently, consistently seeing more results, um, was liking what I was seeing, and then um, after nine months of my fitness journey from being two fifty, I was down to one sixty, so I lost ninety pounds in nine months. Wow. And yeah. and. How did that like? What was going through your head right after that? Like once you, it's that. I mean, that's a, that's a huge amount of weight that you lost. Yeah, it was, it was pretty shocking. It was 
you know, seeing myself completely differently of how I had seen. Um, I still had, you know, a lot of things that I didn't like about myself. I mean, after losing that much weight that quickly, they say you're supposed to take a little bit more time so that your skin has time to tighten, but your skin can only tighten so much Mm -hmm. after being stretched out. Like, um, a good friend of mine had put it to me this way. They're like, think about wearing like a cotton t-shirt. If you're wearing that shirt and you're stretching it out and stretching it out, you can wash it and it'll shrink a little bit. But after time, it's not going to go back to the size that it was before. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how your skin is. And so I had, you know, all my extra skin on my abdomen area that I just, I didn't like seeing and I wasn't comfortable. And so that was one thing that I think mentally kept me down because I was still having to wear, you know, a little bit of a larger size clothing because the extra skin took up space and I couldn't do like planks without my skin like hanging and touching the ground. Mm. So that was kind of like a mental block for me. Um, So after that nine months and I lost the weight um, and I was feeling comfortable at where I was at and my body fat percentage was down, which was what I was focusing on. um, I went to a doctor in Vegas and I actually got the skin removal surgery. On right. my stomach. So yes, I remember when you and I had those conversations about you know you're, you're thinking about doing it, and mm-hmm. uh, you were gone for for a couple of weeks, right? After the yeah, surgery, I, um, I was really stubborn. Like <laughs> my doctor had told me that he's like, "All right, Taylor, you have to be resting, like no active movements in the gym uh-huh. for six to eight weeks." And I was like, "All right, Ugh. fine, uh-huh. fine, I'll listen to you." So two weeks after my surgery, I was back at work in the gym. <laughs> so, you're, so after two weeks, you started lifting? Um, no. So two weeks, I was, because I was still working at the gym uh-huh. at that time. Yeah. And so two weeks, I went back to work when I should have taken maybe three or four weeks off, but they worked with me, like, slow moving as I was. Uh-huh. Um, and then after four weeks, I was on the recumbent bike, um, slowly moving. And after six weeks, I was lifting. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> what do I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, man, it's just, yeah, you know, for people like us that, you know, we, we go to the gym and we're, um, and uh, we, we, we put in the work, it's hard for us to have that governor to tell us, hey, you know, you can't do this right now. You need to back off. It's, it's, it's a struggle. Like, um, um, this past August, oh yeah, in August, I had all four of my wisdom teeth pulled out, Ooh. and yeah, and uh, the doctor said don't do any kind of lifting or heavy lifting for like the next two weeks, um, until like the holes are are plugged up. So for like the first week, I just took it really easy, um, I just cut back on the, on on the the volume of my workouts um i just did maybe like less than 50% of my max mm-hmm. so um but it was killing me not be able to lift the amount of weight that i would usually lift and just seeing these people just crushing this weight and i would just get this urge i'm like fuck dude i mean i can do more of this shit let me just add maybe a couple more pounds and I'll be fine. Let me get a nice little pump, 
you know, and I would yeah. do that and, you know, it just wasn't satisfying just because I know that I can do a lot more. And it's that yeah. ego in, in, in of us, you know, we see the progress and we see the changes that we've made in our bodies and and then somebody to tell us that we can't do it for a period of time. It's like, fuck. So it, it's it was an addiction. It's, a, it's definitely an addiction. Yeah. Um, it's just. Uh, it was a struggle for me. And, you know, in that second week, it was even more of a struggle because all three out of the four were plugged up. They were healed up. They were ready to go. There was one that was just being a little stubborn little asshole and it wouldn't plug back in. So I had to be very, very careful uh, with it because any kind of um, strain, any kind of uh, me sucking any kind of air can dislodge the blood clot that was uh, that was in that hole. So uh, it was I couldn't do anything else, but it was it was one of like it was and it didn't take two weeks. It took maybe about close to a month for it to actually oh fully heal. So it was a struggle at that time, man. It was just. I mean, and I can't even imagine, you know, what you, I mean, you went through something, you know, 10 times worse. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's a struggle for us meatheads to, you know, trying to control that. It really is. And it's like, like you said, it's just, it's the ego of like mm -hmm. being there and you're like, all right, but, you know, like, all right, I should, I can do more than 20 pounds on this. Like my max could be 50 I'll just add five more pounds, but then you you start feeling that pump, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, and you're like, all right, like five more pounds, and then I'll max out. Like that's it, that's it, five uh, more pounds, and then you just the like that feeling of the pump is so addicting. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly, and not just that, but I mean, like you know, your people are checking you out and seeing you, and they're looking at how much you you are lifting, and then you're like, you get a little bit insecure, and then you start wondering like what these people are thinking about. It's like fuck, these people are thinking that I'm probably some weak sauce, and and uh, I can do <laughs> much more. Let me just fucking just do it. Let me just show this person that I can do it, and it's just. It's it's horrible that the shit that we put ourselves through, but I remember at yep. that time the shit you like, you were doing you know cardio and then I see you like slowly getting off the machine and just holding on to your stomach and I'm just like, oh, man, what is she doing? Yeah. Oh, it was it was kind of like learning how to do everything over again after that because I mean having that incision like from hip to hip all the way in the front it was i mean i couldn't bend down i couldn't like i couldn't do anything core related or you know i mean even things that aren't core related you're activating your core with almost every single movement that you're doing so yeah. trying to learn how to do things again without trying to tighten my core was probably the biggest struggle that i had and i remember one day i think this was like two months after and of course i'm still healing and I'm doing chest with someone there at the gym and he starts laughing at me because I couldn't like sit down and lay down flat on the bench. I couldn't lay like lay back flat on the uh -huh. bench and he had to like put his hand behind me and I had to like fall slowly on his hand because <laughs> I couldn't lay down by myself. And he was just laughing so hard. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> He's like, 
she's like, all right, go ahead and do your set. So I do my set and I couldn't get up from the bench. I literally had to like roll off the bench <laughs> after my surgery. Wow. See, see the shit that we put ourselves through to, 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 to uh, satisfy the ego. Yeah. And then he told me, he's like, should you even be doing this? And I was like, uh, Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> and it was especially, and I bet it was probably even more tough for you because you work there. So you see this all day and that's what you're all just thinking about. It's just like, man, I just want to go over there and just start lifting. Exactly. Mm. That was, yeah. It was the hardest thing because I did work there and I was there for, you know, seven, eight hours a day. And then the only thing I can think about is, okay, I just want to, I want to be able to lift. Like I want to be able to squat like my thing i love doing legs and i just wanted to be able to do legs and i couldn't because like sitting in that upright position was difficult on the scar area so mm. it was just learning how to do everything over again mm. so after that so after you healed up you started getting going back to your to your journey then huh yes after that um started lifting and getting back I had lost a little bit of muscle mass because I wasn't able to do everything that I, you know, was used to doing. Yeah. Um, so just working on building the muscle mass back and clean eating still. And I was able to have, you know, a few more cheat meals than I was um, planned before. But that's because I had gotten my weight down and learned the self-discipline about, you know, eating in moderation, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then let's see what happened after that. Oh, and then I moved to Texas. Mm. <laughs> That's right. You moved back to the, you moved to Texas. You left Vegas and you yep. moved to Texas. I know. I miss Vegas, man. I miss it. It was, it was a sad. <laughs> it was a sad day when you left. It was. Um, and then after moving here to Texas, I had met um, someone at the gym that I was working at here, and she was a personal trainer and I told her, I was like, look, I've had like my own fitness journey. Like I've been, I was really big and I, I was, I was about like 150 at the time when mm. I had approached her and I told her, I was like, I want to do a bodybuilding competition. And she's mm. like, what? And I was like, I want to do a competition. Like I want to be a bodybuilder and go on stage. And I said, even if I don't win, it's just going to be the fact of me going on stage and doing something that I never thought would be completely possible. Mm -hmm. and that, she's like all right <laughs> was that was that something that you've been always wanting to do or did, is it was it something that you uh just you know oh like i i want to do something like that throughout your journey it was completely random okay it was like so my whole life i was the one like i never wanted to be in the spotlight i never like ever went on stage for anything um and I always just kind of wanted to be like in the background because I was always bigger and I just didn't feel comfortable in front of cameras or standing up in front of people. Mm. So I was like, I just need to like, I need to do this for myself. Like I need to go up on stage and show off all my hard work. Even if I don't win, like just putting myself out there and seeing, Hey, like these judges can tell me what I can improve, what to work on, you know, just get some feedback. Mm. And so I did that. And I had a 10 week prep for my competition show. So you gave yourself 10 and weeks, 10 weeks. It so was a really short prep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. So you started at one fifty, and you wanted to be ready in 10 weeks. Uh, yeah. What was it? Is was it a weight class? Was it a height uh, thing? What was um, it? 
so with women, you have three different classes. You have your bikini class, which is like tiny, tiny little women, yeah. like absolutely tiny. Mm. And then you have your figure class, which is more muscular. Um, you know, you show some definition and then you have your physique class, which is like very, very muscular women. Yeah. Um, so with me having, you know, larger muscular legs already, I went into the figure class, um, which is the middle one. Mm. And I competed in figure. So they don't have like height or weight. They just had those three. So you're in, well, no, they do have height. It goes by height. I lied. Okay. So I was in, I was in class A for my height because I'm short. Uh-huh. So being five foot two, they put you in the first class. <laughs> so, so, um, your, uh, your workouts were, you know, just based on just trying to lose weight. Uh, that's it. That was just. The, the, the goal was just to lose weight. Now your plan is to step on stage. How different was the workout plan, um, the, the diet from getting on stage to just general uh, weight loss? Um, it was magnified about 20, 20 times. Um, <laughs> the, goal, the goal to get on stage, I had a lot of work to do in a short time frame. So the usual prep time for people, they give themselves like 16 to 20 weeks. Yeah. So I, I cut that in about half and, uh, yeah, you did. I was, <laughs> I was doing a lot more cardio uh, and a lot heavier lifting. I mean, I had been lifting heavy already, but it was a lot more, um, exercises that were introduced to kind of confuse the muscles and get them, you know, to rework again. Um, and then it was my, my caloric intake was cut even more. Mm. So how was, much were you eating? Do you I, remember? Uh, I remember this to a T. Like I could give you exact numbers from last year, which is terrible. <laughs> um, so <laughs> for my 10 week prep, I was eating 870 calories a day. Wow. Which I was, I was starving, uh-huh. literally starving every single day. Mm. Um, I was doing two and a half hours of cardio a day and an hour and a half of lifting. Wow. And this was uh, every single day, uh, six days a week or? Six days a week. I had one last day. Okay. Wow. So those probably like the, the, the hardest, longest 10 weeks of your life. Oh, it was brutal. Uh-huh. Absolutely brutal. Uh-huh. So you, you got that accomplished and uh, you got ready. For to present your present your physique on on uh, on stage, I so, did, and it was an amazing experience. Huh? And for somebody that doesn't like the spotlight, right? Right. No, I was. Oh, I was so nervous when I first stepped on stage because there's three rounds, and so that first one, I was up there shaking, and of course, it wasn't just the nerves; like I was starving and dehydrated, mm-hmm. and completely hating life because I wanted every single donut that I saw past me. So you weren't in a good mood? (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) So everybody was probably just staying. So did you find that you were just snappy and, and uh, attitude throughout that whole entire process? I was, I was so moody, but the moodiness didn't really start until I'd say like the three weeks, like my peak week, I was like crazy, insane, cranky. Uh, but like three weeks until show, my moodiness like really set in. And at the time, all my coworkers are like, we're not dealing with you. And so they actually <laughs> locked me in my office to uh, do administrative work. Uh, They're like, you're not coming out. You're too cranky. I'm like, oh, 
Oh, by that. wow. I was moody. I was, I developed, you know, some more health problems along the way, but um, it was about four weeks until my show that I had a health problem scare. I got what's called pneumatosis mm. and it's where you have air cysts that develop on the outside of your abdomen. Uh-huh. So they cause like really, really uncomfortable swelling and pain. Um, and then it, if it's not caught quick enough, it can lead to like a necessary surgery. Oh, um, wow. But I caught it and was in the hospital for four days with that. And then had that same mindset that I did with, you know, my health problems when I first started my journey. And I got out of the hospital and I was completely upset that I was up on my weight because I was four weeks until my show. And I was Mm. like, that's it. Like this set me back. I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. I'm just going to give up. And I literally ate everything in my fridge. Mm. Everything. Like I went and got those bagels with Mm. that honey, the honey cream cheese. And I was just ripping the bagel and dipping into the cream cheese. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like ate everything uh, and then uh, went and saw my trainer the next day. And I said the same exact thing to him that I did, you know, with my trainer back in Vegas. Uh, and he's like, he's like, what's up? And I was like, I fucked up. And mm. he's like, what do you mean you fucked up? And I was like, I ate everything and I got in a bad mindset. And he's like, all right, just get back on track. Like he didn't tell me, you know, like you're going to do extra cardio. He said, just get back on track. we got four weeks. Let's go. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. So how did those, so how did that, uh, what was it called that you developed? Uh, pneumatosis. So how does that develop? How does that happen? They, you know, usually it happens with like a restricted diet or people that have problems with cysts themselves. Mm-hmm. But with all the tests, they did testing on me and they don't know exactly how I got it because I was eating everything clean. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't completely cut out carbs or cut out fats. Of course, everything was really, really reduced, uh-huh. but they, it was kind of like a medical mystery with me, unfortunately. Mm. Story of my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but I mean, you bounce back off of those, uh, those, uh, those uh, uh, dark times in your life though. Oh yeah. I was, I was able to bounce back and ended up on stage. So started my, my prep at 155 and I got on stage at 126.4. 126.4. So you got on stage, you were nervous as hell. You, and, and I had a buddy that competed a couple of years ago. He just wanted to do it just to do it. you know, just to have that experience. It's because it's it's been something that he's been wanting to do. And he was nervous about it and just going on stage and having just everybody stare at you, at your body and critiquing and judging uh, and and once he got off stage he was like dude that was like one of the easiest things i i could have ever done because it goes by yeah. so fast that you're just so fast. You, and you know he does like maybe like what like three poses and then that's it you're off stage mm-hmm. ready to go and then yeah. the lights are all on you so you can't really for with his experience the lights were just all on him that he couldn't see the the crowd so he can only see the judges yeah you can't, you yeah. can't see anything the lights are so bright yeah that all you like all you see is that light and it went by so fast and i wish it would have lasted longer like it was probably 
one of the greatest experiences in my entire life, which yeah, is you why I'm doing it again. So you, you yeah, you kind of want it to last a little bit longer because you went through so much shit to present this. So many weeks. This Yes, so many weeks and to present this package, <laughs> to present this package and then that's it. It's over. You know, you're, you're, you're on there for about five seconds and then you're out. That's it. You're like, fuck. Yep. Um, it was, I remember it was, I got up to the stairs to get on stage and the guy's like, all right, you're going to have 10 seconds and you're square to do your routine. Mm. And I'm thinking, I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, 10 seconds. And all I'm thinking to myself is me and my coach rehearsed and we rehearsed it for 16 to 18 seconds on stage. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? But literally I just did my routine as told and it was less than 30 seconds on stage and that's it. And then it was done. And I got off stage and I was like, that's it. Like I wanted to go back on stage and do it again. I know. Right. <laughs> so, so you did it, you, you got it done. Um, so what was that first meal that you had after you got off stage? Oh, so we went to, it's like this huge, um, me and my coach and friends, we all went. It's like this huge gourmet food court out here in Texas. Uh-huh. And I'm talking like gourmet food court, and it's amazing. And I went to like three different places, and I had pizza and tacos and chips and salsa and <laughs> a dessert waffle. Oh, shit. <laughs> and not one fucking donut, huh? Nope. Not one. Well, no, do- I, had, I had the donuts after. Oh, the donuts after. Waiting. So you had all that stuff in that one night. Mm-hmm. And uh, one and one, one sitting, sitting. and you just scarfing down then, huh? <laughs> you didn't get four. Do you, how oh. did you feel the next day? Oh, I got sick. Like, oh, you got sick. sick. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, there's no way that you can't. Your body is going through so much, and I mean, with peak week with competitions, you're going through, you know, water loading and then water dehydration and not eating anything and not drinking anything. And then you literally just shove all this food in your body that it hasn't had for so long. And it's like, whoa, what is this? And so I ate all of it and I went back to the hotel room and got sick that night. And I was like, all right, I'm never doing that again. And then the next day, what did I do? I went and did that shit again. So where'd you eat that next day? (laughs) Um, The next day we went to a breakfast place and I had this huge chicken and waffles dish. (laughs) And then... And then we went to an Italian restaurant that night, and then I went back to work uh-huh. uh, the following day. And in my office, everyone had loaded up like my back desk with a whole bunch of junk food. Like I'm talking like Doritos and Oreos and gummy bears oh, and wow. peanut butter and Nutella and like everything unhealthy that you can imagine. My back desk was loaded with it. Uh-huh. And how much? How much weight did you gain after the after you step off stage? 15 pounds. You added an extra 15 pounds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Pounds. But I mean, you deserve it. I mean, you you went out there and you did your thing and you knew that it was going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a, a tight, small uh, window, but shit, you knuckled down and you did it. You, you presented to a, a package and you went on stage, and good for you. Proud of you. Thanks. Thank you. It was, it was like I said, an amazing experience. And mm. 
I'm excited to do it again in December. So you're gonna, you're gonna, so. You're, so you're planning to do one in December. When are you gonna start your prep? Um, prep will start in September. So I have a little bit of time to actually lose what I want to before then, mm-hmm. so that I'm not having to do this crazy insane prep like I did before. Yeah. And I'm not having to do two and a half hours of cardio a day to where if I get to where I want to be before September, I can maybe do 30 minutes of cardio a day instead. There you go. That's what I want to hear. I I, I, <laughs> I, I see uh, competitors out there and they're doing a shit ton of fucking cardio. Just just so much work that they that they put themselves through um, every single day and um there's a lot more smarter ways to to do it, and it sounds like you're on the right track, and it sounds like you're doing it the right way this time. I'm trying. I'm trying. But that's awesome to hear, and I'm like I said before, I'm I'm really proud of you from where you started. You know, being at two fifty uh, to getting on stage at one twenty six point five. You said. To be at 126.5, having the love for this, finding the passion for fitness, and going on stage again later on this year. Super pumped. Very proud of you. And I, I can't wait to, to see uh, you back on stage. Well, thank you. I'm excited, too. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to see what I can bring, what all my off-season work has done, and building muscle, and trying to get a better version of myself than I was last year. That's awesome to hear. So I want to thank you for uh, coming on to the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, if there's anything that you want to uh, promote, whether it's your, your, your Instagram, your Snap, uh, anything, you know, go ahead. Yeah, you guys can check me out at fit.tay on Instagram. It's Cool. And I'll put uh, links in the show notes so you guys can go ahead and check around and give it a follow. And thank you again, Taylor. Absolutely, David. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much, Taylor, for coming on to the show. I really do appreciate it. And if you guys want to follow her, I will leave links in the show notes so you guys can go ahead and check her out and support her. And I will leave all the other show uh, information when it comes to our socials, email, in the show notes, links uh, for the music that you are listening to right now. Uh, I will put everything on the show notes so you guys can go ahead and support and check it out. And thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast and i'll check you guys out next time 